Goblins, Brandon here. Uh, if you enjoy what we do and you'd like to help support us create more and maybe even take the podcast to weekly, then the best way right now that you can support us is to head over to patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. You can find all the different stuff we do there, one-page dungeons, uh, bonus audio for things, all kinds of stuff. So head on over there, uh, and even if it's just a dollar or you know however much you're comfortable doing, or if you can't put anything toward the Patreon, just tell a friend about it. Tell somebody about the podcast. That's another great way to support us. So, uh, patreon.com slash goblins growlers, uh, and we'll see y'all soon. Hello, GG peeps, and welcome to another episode of the Goblins and Growlers podcast. I'm Josh Maltby at Black Cloak DM on Twitter. I'm Brandon Dingus at Wave Brandalore on Twitter. And I'm leaning back in on GG Peeps because no one in Discord seems to be able to come to a consensus. So you're you're taking executive action on the, <laughs> the fan nickname. I like it. And until someone tells me otherwise, I'm leaning into it. Mm-hmm. Stop me if you can. Josh, how are we doing? It's about uh, we're about halfway through December. So only a couple weeks left in the year. Um, how are you hanging in there? I'm so tired. I was so tired, Brandon. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> I was so tired. I'm not drinking a cup of coffee during tonight's recording, though. I got to stop that. I got to get better habits going. I think that's fair. I mean, given that it is 9.30 p.m. on a Wednesday right now, uh, yeah, I think probably drinking a cup of coffee is not a good yeah. way to be. I already had two Mountain Dews this evening after I got home from work. Work has been long and there's been a lot going on. So I've been getting out of the office late, getting home having to do uh, <laughs> like goblins and growlish stuff and then just going to bed and get it back up and go back to work. So it's been a little bit of a thing, but it's hard. Fine. Same hard. Fine. Same. Yeah. I, I try not to complain about work too much. I like to say that uh, my dad worked on the railroad for 35 years driving a train so I could complain about having a white collar job. So <laughs> yeah, it's a decent position to be in. Yeah, so I try. I, I just whenever anybody asks me in, when I see them during the day at work, they're like, hey, how's it going? I'm like, ah, I got no problems and just keep walking along. <laughs> I figure if I say it enough, it'll become true. You just got to believe. Exactly. Just believe in yourself. Exactly. So uh, this is a quick programming note for everybody. We may not have uh, two weeks from uh, today a new episode just because uh, we're exhausted. <laughs> We're exhausted. The episode concept that we've got is something that we want to put a little more work and thought into. And the trouble is both of us are working late and getting home late and being tired. And we don't we don't. There was a brief period where both of us were like, we'll just pull up a couple of lists and we'll read basically off of those lists. And we'll sort of, you know, we'll wing it a little bit, but we'll sort of do like half a job. And then both of us were like, First of all, we're not finding the list we want to find, so that's not helpful. And second of all, is this really the sort of content creators we want to be? Yeah, podcasting is already lazy enough for a lot of people who pretend to be journalists like us. Uh, <laughs> so we don't we don't need to encourage that kind of behavior. Absolutely also, not. So the episode we're recording right now, you all should be listening to it on Monday, January, or excuse me, December 19th. The following episode would come out Monday, January 2nd, uh, which for a number of reasons just isn't going to work because we would have to record like <laughs> during like right around Christmas again. And then we're going to MAGFest that week. 
Uh, so, you know, we're already going to have to be preparing for the episode after that. So we, which I think Josh just realized as I was saying that. So, <laughs> so we're going to have to make plans for that. So the easiest thing for us to do is just to skip the January 2nd release and we'll just call it our happy new year's break on that. We might put out something, maybe just like a short little thing, a few minutes long or something like that. We'll yeah, call it. We'll see. I'll tell you what, pretend like I didn't even say that. And we'll surprise you with the debut of GGP shorts, which is going to be our branded short form podcast that we do. Where we talk about shorts and how much we like them because they're comfy and easy to wear. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Um, so <laughs> that's the uh, that's the programming update for that. Uh, if you really can't get enough of us, uh, you can go back and listen to our library of content. Uh, that we've produced over the last couple of years, uh, especially, Josh, in the past 12 months. I think that's what we're going to talk about this evening. Is that what we're going to talk about this evening? I think we're, right, we're, we're, we're debuting something new, Josh. We're debuting something new. Well, I remember you said we were debuting something new. I guess I'll put away this Goblins and Growlers advent calendar that is <laughs> one-eighth completed. Uh <laughs> <laughs> we uh we are proud to announce and i hope scott our audio engineer puts a drum roll in as i'm talking about this uh proud to announce the the first annual uh jeepers awards tonight um just because we couldn't let you we couldn't let the year end without an episode of us reading from a list after we had already set ourselves up so hard for that <laughs> uh, we have decided that what we're going to do today to close out the year is something a little, I like to call it, from, from a more high-minded perspective, I like to call it self-reflective, but what actually it is, is vanity. Uh, we're going to go back and look at the all the episodes that we produced this year, and we're going to go through them, talk about uh, you know the things that we discussed in that episode, and we're going to find our favorite thing that we talked about in 2022, and that will be the winner of the 2022 Jeeper Award. And if applicable, uh, the person, place, or thing that wins it will receive a t-shirt that says, I won the 2022 Jeeper Awards. And Josh actually had a good idea that we should just create shirts that say Jeeper Award winner and just sell them. So. <laughs> so that you too can be a Jeeper Award winner for the low, low price of however yeah. much we're charging for shirts at the time. Four easy installments of $4.99. <laughs> Interest-free. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Well, uh, what's that uh, What's that uh, credit system that ev every e-commerce thing is using nowadays where it can, like, four easy payments of such and such through, like, it's, like, called Kluya or something like that. Klarna, that's what it is. Okay, I'm glad you figured it out because I was like, Ookla? No, that's something else. No. Kluya, I feel I'm embarrassed because Kluya was uh, uh, the father of Cecil and Golbez from Final Fantasy IV in 1992. But the it's letters were... the ones I've played. A lot of the letters were there. Well, I think it came out before you were born. Um, no, it came out two <laughs> years after I was born. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I wasn't playing a lot of Final Fantasy games at two, admittedly, but, you know, I have played I played a lot of Final Fantasy one because we had a copy growing up. Mm hmm. 
Um, all right, let's get this. Uh, let's get this Jeepers Awards show on the road. And also, Scott, if you want to add in any sort of generic uh, awards show music in here, uh, you know, per perfectly acceptable. And you can even keep me telling you that in there as well. Let's make this as <laughs> raw and live as possible. If you also if you wanted to do instead of awards show music, like game show music, I'm open to that possibility as well. Yeah. Price is right. Fail noise is also applicable. <laughs> So um, start the year out like we started the year out so strong because we, we started the year out talking about the end. So we're beginning with the end. Yes. Ha 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 And we talked a little bit about, you know, the game itself and some of the themes and some of the context. And then we started talking about the mystery of Joe Donka. <laughs> And this was uh, way back on January 10th, and it does not feel like it was that long ago uh, that we were doing that. Uh, it's something that, like, toward the end of last year, Josh and I were talking about because I had poked around looking for some sort of offbeat, weird RPG for us to talk about, and I found the end. And I won't rehash the whole thing, because you can go back to the January 10th, 2022 episode and listen to the whole thing. And... We, we just really got curious about the guy who created this and had a lot of trouble finding him. Uh, but when we couldn't get a hold of him for an interview, we're just like, ah, screw it. We're just going to go ahead and do this episode and talk about this thing that he did. Um, if you don't want to talk to us or well, whatever. So <laughs> <laughs> um, and we had to cut out about 45 minutes in that recording of Josh and I getting on uh, like real estate websites and hunting down business licenses and things like that to try to track down the owners of the company that, that like he sold the rights to it to and everything. It became just this really great unsolved mysteries kind of thing that um, was at a time when I wasn't working in any kind of journalism anymore. It, it was nice to flex those muscles. And I've never worked in journalism. So for me, it just felt like being on an episode of CSI. <laughs> Josh was just being nosy. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that was that was the first domino. And then, um, you know, ultimately, uh, we were able to follow up on that. But we'll come to that later in the year. Um, because the following episode that we released after that on January 24th was how to legally publish your RPG content, an interview with attorney Noah Downs, who happens to be our company's attorney. Um, I'll tell you right now, Noah, you're not winning the Jeepers Award. <laughs> I think we had Noah on the show like three times over the course of the year. Yeah, I think that's accurate. And, and Noah can win the Jeepers Award of my heart. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's he's a Jeepers he's a Jeepers Award winner in our souls. He gets he gets enough free shirts out of us anyway. So how about he yeah. how about he gets the Jeepers Award lifetime achievement? <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh my god! And uh, if any of you don't remember Noah, um, I'm obligated to tell you that he's he's a lawyer, but he's a cool lawyer because um, if you know him for approximately five seconds he will tell you that so uh that way you've got a leg up on everybody else but uh no we always enjoy having Noah on the show um he he brings uh valuable expertise in legal matters especially you know copyright trademark intellectual property that kind of thing so always always nice to have Noah around so um we'll have him back on soon 
um, because he also has a podcast that he wants to pitch. And, you know, whenever he comes on, it's real funny how he always seems to find a way to work in a reference to Forgotten Paths, his amnesia campaign podcast. Uh, give it a listen. I can't I can't throw him any shade for that, because anytime I'm guesting mm -hmm. on anything, I'm like, oh, well, you know, this one time on Quid Pro Roll. <laughs> So like we're we're all guilty of it, Brandon. Let's not lie to ourselves. I'm coming at this from a very high-minded place. This is this is <laughs> this is an award show based on merit. Damn it! This is not. This is we are not the Hollywood Foreign Press Association. These ain't no Golden Globes. We're do, we're entering into this this uh, discourse and this award ceremony with with integrity and honor. Oh my God. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. A week after we had Noah on the podcast to talk about how to legally publish your TTRPG content, uh, you and Gabe were on here talking about the first three episodes of Critical Role's The Legend of Vox Machina. Now it's your turn. Yeah, Gabe and I had a dumb idea. We met at a Panera Bread uh, one night for dinner to come up with some ideas for some GGP content and uh, immediately we're like, oh, well, you know, like that uh, the Amazon Vox Machina is coming out and Gabe, very, very schooled in Critical Role. Uh, Brandon, not at all. Uh, I am aware of Critical Role, but I don't have the time to listen to three plus hour episodes. Uh, so I, I knew I knew who they were and that was about it. And Gabe was like, oh, well, you might you might actually enjoy this because they're going to have to just boil everything down so much uh, and there's going to be less screwing around uh, and not a, bat, no battle narration, really, or anything like that. So him as the expert, me as the person who, who doesn't know anything, we, we got to watch all nine episodes of it. And uh, I would take notes and Gabe would have to listen to me speculate on things that may or may not happen. And he would just be sitting there knowing exactly what would happen. And it was kind of fun because... I was able to, in my depths of ignorance, uh, pick out moments where they were just uh, animating something that happened because of bad roles or something like that. Because uh, it was it was really funny. It was really transparent how they were doing that. But I enjoyed it. I enjoyed Legend of Vox Machina. I thought Amazon's release cadence for it was really weird because like every week it was like three episodes uh, and it made it kind of obnoxious. Uh, I, like because we had to it would come out on a Thursday and then we had to watch all three episodes that came out and then we had to record it like on a Saturday, a Friday or a Saturday. And then I had to edit it because that was before we that was before we brought Scott on. So it was a month long nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I, I very much enjoyed the content, but I did not enjoy the production of it. Um, so. We did those weekly, obviously. So we had one come out January 31st, another one February 8th, another one February 14th, and then the final one with episodes 10, 11, and 12 on February 22nd. We don't need to list all those episodes individually in this discussion. But no, it was. I think, I think the opening kind of, oh, here's what this was, is enough for all of them. Yeah, yeah. It was, it was fun. Uh, it was definitely fun. Uh, and Gabe and I said that we will probably try and do something like that again. We talked uh, very, very high, like, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? We were very excited about the idea of doing Rings of Power, 
but then by the time Rings of Power actually came out, both of us were very tired and I think had way too many things going on to commit to doing something like that again. <laughs> so we'll try, probably when the next Fox Machina season comes out, we'll, we'll consider doing that. I think that's totally reasonable. Or hire somebody so, to do it. <laughs> between between our many Vox Machina releases, uh, on February 7th, we had Amnesia Campaigns. Who am I? Why am I here? Which was a the second of our series of guest episodes featuring one Noah Downs. And in this case, speaking specifically okay. about the Forgotten Paths podcast, which is an Amnesia Campaign. And I just want to point this out because I remember this relatively vividly uh, that when we were talking to Noah uh, about coming on the podcast and doing like that, that interview episode about publishing your um, RPG content, he's like, Hey, I got another idea. What if, why don't, why don't we do an episode about amnesia campaigns? Can we do an episode about amnesia campaigns? I really want to talk about amnesia campaigns and like, you know, what goes into putting them together and everything like that. And we're like, yeah, okay. And immediately he's like, well, let me tell you, like, you know, we're here talking about amnesia campaigns. And let me tell you about my amnesia campaign and everything I went, that went into me putting it together. So, you know, it was a nice, nice uh, unpaid promotion that uh, we got slid in there. Uh, really, really, we should be a sponsor of, uh, <laughs> of Forgotten Paths. I would say if you're looking for kind of a behind the scenes episode, mostly about Forgotten Paths, but also kind of about amnesia campaigns at large. It's a solid episode to listen to. I mm -hmm. enjoyed recording it. It was silly fun. Uh, it was definitely Noah leaning very hard into the thing he was very excited about, which is the show he's doing, which I think that's I think that's understandable. I, too, would be excited about the campaign and wanting to talk everywhere about all of the things I was doing with it. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I can't. I can't fault the man for being a carny. Um, uh, he's my, <laughs> Noah's my favorite Carney. Um, what, what is next on our list, Josh? Following that is February 28th, Push It Real Good, mm -hmm. which is an episode talking about Cesar Capacle's push system, which he released kind of to give you a rules light RPG creator. Yeah, it's an SRD. Uh, for for uh, sort of a, a push your luck system. That's why it's called push it. Um, it's a 2d6 system uh, where uh, if you roll like, I think if you roll like set like like eight or above or something like that. It's been several months since I've actually read through it. You know, then then you you like fail with consequence and you and it's it's really it's really fun. It's really versatile. I've actually I started a while back designing a system or designing a game in it. And I just life got busy and I haven't had a chance to sort of follow up and finish it. But it's in, you know, probably a 70 percent complete phase. But it was the thing I remember the most about that episode is that it was one of those nights where we had a recording scheduled, but we didn't really have a plan for a lot of what we were doing. So I said, oh, well, you know, Cesar released this the other day because we had interviewed uh, Cesar uh, in the previous year, um, just maybe like November of 2021 or something like that. Yep, that that familiar, but uh, he was great. He was uh, living in uh, Brazil and he was just moving to uh, Portugal, I believe, right right around when we talked to him. But he released that. It was like I thought it was fantastic. And we you spent like an hour. Josh spent an hour while we were on you know our pre-recording call going through the PDF. And he's like, oh, this is actually pretty cool. So it was one of those things we just sort of pulled out of nowhere. And then it got like a really good reception. 
um, you know, Cesar uh, hosted a link to it on his um, itch.io page and he um, showed it around to some folks. So we got a really good reception on that one. And I was very happy with it, especially for something that just sort of came together real, real quick, real easy. Real quick shout out for Cesar Capacle's itch page. It's Capacle, which is spelled like capable, but with a C instead of a B dot itch dot io and you can find push itself by going to kapakle dot itch dot io slash push uh and you were close it's a seven or higher it's a miss okay okay like i said it's been a few months i yes, pushed my luck i pushed fair. my i pushed my luck and failed with consequence <laughs> that. um all right after that uh was a, probably an hour-long rant from me about the Power Rangers TTRPG from Renegade Game Studios. We've had people in the Discord say, oh boy, I love it when Brandon really goes off on a tear. So, boy howdy, was it Christmas in March for you on uh, the 14th when we went over that. Um, I was very excited about that release, uh, and there was just a lot of weirdness surrounding it because Renegade Studios had licensed the 5e system and they had made all this to do and hubbub about how they're making a Power Rangers uh, TTRPG in the 5e system. And I was like, hey, this is great. This is exciting. Uh, I, I'm really pleased with them doing this. And then what, like we when we got the book, I was reading it and I was like, wait a minute, I thought this was supposed to be 5e. And then you dug around and you found a press release from like four months before it came out where they said that they were going to change it to a proprietary system they'd come up with because they realized that 5e wasn't probably the best thing to do with it but then as we're reading it and you can like hear us like sort of realizing this as we're talking about it um like what like they changed it just enough to where they wouldn't have to say that it was 5e like were they worried about losing a light losing the licensing for it and not being able to sell it anymore i don't know but it was it was obnoxious because that was the they ended up using that system i believe for their gi joe rpg and their hasbro uh, not Hasbro, Transformers. Uh, it's all, everything's owned by Hasbro. But uh, their, uh, their Transformers RPG as well, which immediately made me lose interest. I think their My Little Pony RPG uses it too. So they've got their own sort of proprietary 5e knockoff now. It was very frustrating. I felt like the promise of the game, it didn't really, like the reality of it didn't live up to the promise of it. Obviously, you have to leave out some stuff to give yourself some room for putting supplements out but I felt like they left too much to that and they could have had a really cool like Zord Builder uh, and and Powers Creator uh, system, but they didn't do it. And ultimately it left me feeling like I spent a little too much money on something that I'm never going to use. I recall being really confused by why it was as boiled down as it was because it felt almost too plain. And the thing that's really funny about that is that literally, I think, but like one or two episodes previous, we were talking about having met the Alter Arms guy at MAGFest and how mm -hmm. like he was really cool. And we checked out the system and we were like, oh, this system is really comprehensive, but also kind of dense. Like this mm -hmm. is a lot. And then we ended up looking at this Power Rangers RPG and being like, maybe, maybe dense is better. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing about the thing about Alter Arms, and we really need to reach out to that guy and talk to him. Um, we've been talking about it for like a year. Maybe if we see him at Magfest this year or next year, because this is December and that's next year's in a couple of weeks. But maybe Fair. we can, 
maybe we maybe we talk to him about it then if we see him. But the thing about Ultra Arms that I really liked, and we really that's that's my biggest regret probably about that Power Rangers TTRPG episode is we didn't have the time to go through all the Ultra Arms stuff and really do a deep dive on it because that's actually a pretty fascinating system, if nothing else, because of the scope that he was trying to go for. Because he was trying to hit all your sort of major tokusatsu genres. He was trying to do Super Sentai. He was trying to do Metal Heroes. He was trying to do Kamen Rider. He was trying to have rules for all that stuff, like when, like, Zord, Zord combat rules, um, like when you get bigger kind of rules. It was really, it was really ambitious. Um, and I hate doing play tests at places like MAGFest, like cons, because um, it's just not a fun experience. So I didn't get a chance to sit down and play it. But Josh made me come talk to the man because he knows what a big fan I am of Tokusatsu. Um, but yeah, at we should oh, go ahead. At the point that I heard that he had made a game which was supposed to be a accurate representation of Super Sentai, Metal Heroes, and uh, common riders, I was like, I need Brandon to come to this table immediately. You texted me from the other side of the hotel and were like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know what you're doing right now, but stop it. You need yeah. to be coming here right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's if I have more regrets about that episode. Uh, than I do praise because I wasn't super excited about what we were talking about and uh, I just felt very really disappointed by it and we didn't we didn't have the time to put the we, we weren't able to put the time in to really know the uh, alter arms to be able to talk about it as sort of a counterpoint so we're gonna have to make up for that well I've got good news for you which is that the next episode we released on March 28th of 2022 mm -hmm. was us finally getting to release the interview we had with Joe Donka. Yeah, which is really hilarious because I had reached out to somebody on Facebook who I thought was Joe Donka, and then I never heard anything back for weeks. And then the episode dropped, and then all of a sudden I'm at work, and I get a Facebook message from, <laughs> from him. He's like, that's me! <laughs> and... I immediately screen capped it and sent it and texted it to Josh. And he was just like, it sent me like five exclamation points back as a response. Um, so then we're like, well, damn it, because we, this this is this was days after that episode released. So we we're like, oh, if he'd just gotten a hold of us like a week earlier, we could have like figured out a plan. But it ended up being really cool. Joe was a great guy. He told us his whole story about releasing the end, what influenced him to do it, um, how things, you know, hit their sort of crescendo and then fell apart a little bit and sort of his life now. And it was just it was fascinating. It was like a two and a half hour interview. We broke it into two parts. So it came out. Uh, we had an episode for part one on March 28th and then another one on April 11th. The thing that I always remember from that is how he was telling us, like, my wife thinks it's hilarious that you guys have built me up into this sort of international man of mystery character. <laughs> she came home from work the other day and I was lying on the couch in sweatpants watching TV. She's like, there's the mystery man. <laughs> uh, but Joe, Joe's a great friend of the show. I owe him uh, a message back uh, 
because uh, he messaged us the other day just to chat about some stuff. I called it out in a recent episode and I'm Joe, I'm really bad about Facebook. Uh, I'm really bad about Facebook, so I apologize for that. But I'm going to shoot your response tonight after we get done recording. Uh, but yeah, Joe says he gets a real kick about being out of being called a friend of the show. So, uh, yeah, congrats to our friend of the show, uh, Mr. Joe Donka. I do appreciate how friend of the show Joe Donka has like kind of a rhyming cadence to it. It's, uh huh. It's good stuff. <laughs> it's good stuff. Friend of the show, Joe. Exactly. Oh, no, wait. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, following following up our fantastic interview with Joe Donka was on April 25th. Conan Unchained mm-hmm. because there's an exclamation point at the end. <laughs> this was really this was really weird. I have a lot of mixed feelings about this episode because I think the premise of it was, hey, I found this weird licensed second edition module that's based around the Arnold Schwarzenegger Conan movie. And I'm just thinking about like being I think Zeb Cook was the one who wrote this. Um, that is guy, correct. The guy who created Planescape, he created a lot of our favorite old D&D modules like just sitting at work and having somebody just throw this on your desk and be like, here, adapt this. I don't care about your art. <laughs> um, write words to support this. And it wasn't it wasn't bad. It was just like there's the the only special thing about it is it has really a picture of Arnold Schwarzenegger on the front in Conan, in full Conan garb, like a, a like a, a still from the from the film's promotional materials. Um, well, I will I will counter that a little bit because I think the best part of the book and this is terrible. Josh, Josh, what Zeb- is what is what is best in book? <laughs> uh, I feel bad about this because uh, I know Zeb Cook does a lot of work and I'm sure worked hard on this project. Maybe not passionately, but at the very least hard <laughs> um, is that all the art that's inside. What is what is best in book is Jeff Butler's artistry like there's so many great illustrations in there that are so beautiful and so elaborate and all in that like black and white kind of cross hatched. Like there's so much detail and so much excellence. And I don't know, I you don't see a lot of that level of artistry in books like that. Mm-hmm. Especially yeah, because it's like, well, it's licensed. So like, you know, people are going to buy it regardless of what the content's like. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Zeb Cook is really losing any sleep uh, from us. Not really, like from me, not really caring about that. <laughs> uh, the, the the man is 88 years old. That's fair. I just don't want Zeb Cook to listen to this and be like, these guys hate my Conan work. <laughs> no, I don't hate it. I just like he did. There's a lot more that he did that's worth a lot more praise than we're possibly able to give it. Um, and I, it just, it's funny to me that this is just what we chose. I mean, part of the conceit of this was the idea that like, yeah, let's watch, let's watch the Conan the Barbarian and then record this right after. So we were like at your apartment on, at the dinner table recording it. And we were so terrified that the audio was going to be garbage because we were just using <laughs> one, one microphone where we were just sitting there recording into the same thing right next to each other. Uh, but it ended up, it ended up being fine, but also like we recorded that and there was a really late season snowstorm because this was in like like late march early april 
that we were doing this and I was over at your house early on Saturday morning. And by the time I left, it was like all kinds of crazy snow. And that afternoon I had to drive to Arden Brewery to meet a friend of mine. And I was legit worried about getting there because you live out in the boonies and I had to go around <laughs> a bunch of windy roads. <laughs> oh, sure. Call out me living in the boonies is the problem. I mean, it was. I was worried I was going to slip and slide all over the place. Um, following following that up, May 9th, we had the Spelljammer 5E and Hostile Takeovers episode, which, if I recall correctly, that Hostile Takeover of Hasbro by Hedge Fund Alta Fox did not go anywhere. Uh, if it did, they did it so secretively that they should be in charge of more businesses. <laughs> because they're because they're just that competent. Um, put, yeah, put I don't them believe in it. charge of Area 51. Yeah, I don't think anything happened there. Uh, that was us talking about uh, the upcoming, the then upcoming 5e Spelljammer release, and then spending a little time going through some court documents and talking about uh, uh, the board structure of Hasbro. <laughs> and uh shareholders and such so that was that was a really interesting uh foray into business journalism for the goblins and crawlers podcast and also as we all know um spelljammer 5e uh ended up having some problems uh <laughs> that wizards belatedly addressed but at the time that we were recording this we didn't know because it wasn't out yet and we didn't have any press copies of it so we didn't have a chance to take a look at anything yeah, wizards, maybe if you'd give us press copies of things, we could call you out on these things sooner. <laughs> um, uh, I did I did a little quick Googling. And uh, as of June 8th, the last reported thing is that Hasbro had fended off Alta Fox. OK. All right. Well, that's that's probably fine. That's probably fine. Um, and then the following release date uh, I messed up and forgot to edit the episode. So I released a very short episode that said, hey, hey, episode delay, a.k.a. Brandon, you dope, where I <laughs> owned up to it. I'm going to go ahead and say right now that is probably not winning the Jeeper Award this year. I don't know. I enjoy a good an, a good episode delay announcement as much as the next person. Mm -hmm. We got to pick up the pace on this or this is going to be a super long episode. <laughs> you make a good point. So yeah. the the following episode was May 30th, second edition AD&D Spelljammer, mm -hmm. which because we had heard that Spelljammer was coming out, we were like, let's talk about old Spelljammer. Mm -hmm. That's what they call in the content business repurposing. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, that was a fun discussion. We we um, did a little bit of digging. Um, I found a really good YouTube channel that gave uh, a nice little history of Spelljammer and had an interview with the original writer on Spelljammer. So I was like, I was getting ready to reach out to the guy to try and schedule, if nothing else, like get him to say it would be cool if we sent him some emailed questions for him to respond. But uh, ultimately, I ended up not having to do that, which is lazy. And uh, I understand that. So, you know, I welcome your criticism, but also I have a full time job and <laughs> I was trying to be efficient about it. I think the more defensible position would have been all the questions we wanted to ask were answered in the video interview we watched. I mean, that's true, but I'm also trying for transparency. Well, that's fair. 
Yeah. Following that up, we had the Monsters of the Multiverse. Great or Grift episode and, on June 6th. And I can't remember if that had a Brandon rant in it, but it feels like it probably should have if it didn't. It did have a Brandon rant in it because we started out kind of on an interesting footing because you were like, hey, hey, why are you repackaging all of your material to sell to me all over again? You dogs. <laughs> Which is well known to be one of my favorite insults to use on people. <laughs> you dog. I don't recall exactly what kind of insult you used. I just know you were mad at them. <laughs> yeah, because they're they're trying to take my money a second time. <laughs> But, but then we, I, we talked through it and uh, I made the point that if this is a collection as kind of a way to get all of those different module rules all in one convenient package so that you can get kind of up to speed on what current errata is without having to buy five separate module books, then it was a worthwhile transaction to make provided you were not like us and already owned all of those books. I think the other component of my argument was if I, somebody who's relatively plugged into this stuff, did not realize at the outset that it was a basic repackage of things, uh, then your average consumer probably also will not realize that. So that, I believe, is why it felt to me like a nakedly cynical cash grab. Yeah, that's fair. Also, moving like, on. I oh. have, no, no, we're not moving on yet because this is a random <laughs> rant time. I also feel like wizard strategy of periodic releases of supplements that exist almost solely as vehicles for their updated errata is ridiculous. Um, get it right the first time and don't make me pay 50 bucks for updated rules, which is what you're doing. As somebody who works in IT and encourages people to patch their computers on a regular basis, I don't know that I'm going to get that mad at Wizards for patching their content on a regular basis. How much how much does uh, a patch for software usually for um, like, let's say I need to get my Office 365 patched. How much uh, how much are you going to charge me to come over there and apply that Microsoft patch? Is it going to be fifty dollars uh, manufacturer suggested retail price? Uh, depends on how old your version is. Uh -huh. But more, more to the point, a lot of that errata is available on the Wizards website for free. Admittedly, you're giving the Wizards website clicks, which of course allows them to advertise to you all of their variety of products. But I look, we we already explored this in that episode. This episode will not win the again. Jeepers Award. This will not win. <laughs> it's ineligible for the Jeepers Award. Our um, next episode. <laughs> Uh, because, as you said, we need to pick up the pace. Was June that was before 20th. I got my ire up. <laughs> was June 20th talking about a giant Unearthed Arcana release and a grotesque bestiary. Mm -hmm. This was this was fun. This was another one where we had we didn't have enough on either subject to spend the whole episode talking about it. So we just smashed them together. Um, and this was talking about the Unearthed Arcana that was previewing that Giants release. Um, Which, for a change, we had a Josh rant instead of a Brandon rant, because the more I read those rules, the more I was like, some of these things are ridiculous. What is, <laughs> what's Wizards even doing out here? 
<laughs> Didn't we do the same thing when we were re reading the Unearthed Arcana for the Travelers of the Multiverse? I believe that is accurate. Yes, where yep. I I just got more and more worked these up. The auto more I at balancing are, these auto gnomes are things. These auto gnomes are too damn powerful. <laughs> um, exactly. But, yeah, but you know the the giant book, uh, like we talked about in an episode um, a, a little bit earlier this year when we previewed the 2023 releases, which we'll talk about. Um, you know, it's it's going to be it's 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 a lot like the the dragon's book like it's just adding some variety there but it can right. be too powerful and there's a there's a lot of opportunities for cool stuff without them being extremely powerful just for being the latest and greatest thing mm -hmm. uh, more importantly for that episode though was that was the episode where we first started talking about g edward patterson the thirds a groats worth of grotesques a book that I have misnamed on the podcast something like 12 times. What do you keep calling it? I keep calling it Groats and Grotesques. Okay. Because you're, you're, you're stuck in a Dungeons and Dragons nomenclature mode. A, a Goblins and Growlers nomenclature mode. <laughs> that is a coincidence. We are legally distinct. <laughs> Look, Groats and Grotesques is real similar to Goblins and Growlers. I think that's more likely to be the association in my brain. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, it's fantastic. It's this uh, Baroque bestiary. Uh, it's a, a highly personalized creative work uh, from, from G. Edward Patterson III. It, uh, it's, uh, go buy it right now. It's just fantastic. It's system neutral. It has so many interesting monsters. It has, even if you're not going to run a game with any of the monsters, even if you don't, even if you're not a GM, it's so fun to have it because it can give you all kinds of ideas for other kind of stories if you want to do any kind of writing. It's just, it's this fascinating book. I think not quite to the same level, but I had a similar amount of uh, exclamation points that I sent you when we got DM'd on Twitter by G. Edward Patterson III going, mm -hmm. oh, hey, that's me. Glad you like my book. I was like, <laughs> what? Like, creators are reaching out to us now for a change? What's happening? I think that was when we were getting on a bit of a streak when several creators had reached out to us. Like, all within a short span. But we will we'll talk about how he found us when we get to that episode. Yeah. So following that, July 4th, we did a 4th of July and American Cryptids episode because you and I kept trying to look for something that was like a colonial America system that wasn't deeply, deeply problematic. And we found nothing. Yeah, we had to just give up on that. And what we ended up doing was trying to make it a little bit monster focused. We invited our friends uh, Inver and Sid onto the show. And we talked to them about, uh, we all had to come prepared to talk about some cryptids. I went with some of my West Virginia classics, like the, the Mothman and the Braxton County monster, also known as the Flatwoods monster. Um, I think the, um, those walkers, I can't remember where they're from. The things that look like just ghosts with high waisted pants. <laughs> uh, I feel like, I should remember this. I know it's something about walking. And I think it's got something to do with like L.A., but I don't recall exactly. It's it's fine. 
Anyway, we had a really good time on that episode. I think we ended up talking for about cryptids for like an hour and a half. But uh, we we made it feel like a TTRPG episode uh, with the vague notion of you can use these cool monsters in your adventure. And then we had them sort of face off against each other and had arguments about who would win. <laughs> what what is the superior cryptid? Mm-hmm. Um. All right. The next one was uh, July 18th, Journey Through the Radiant Citadel. This wasn't uh, th- nothing really sticks out in my head here uh, about this well, one. We just we just that's reviewed the Radiant Citadel materials. That's kind of generally what your vibe was while reading through the Radiant Citadel materials. You were like, nothing's really sticking out to me here. Nothing's really special about this. And what we what I think we didn't realize at the time was that this was a bit of a tester field for Wizards of the Coast, because if I recall correctly, uh, this was one of the first books they did where it was almost exclusively POC creators that were putting out material. And Mm -hmm. they kind of they kind of broke it off from the universe at large and created a whole separate little chunk that they Mm -hmm. could play with where Wizards was like, we'll give you this and we'll make sure that it doesn't really affect anything else so that if we decide we don't like you playing with our toys, we don't have to worry about it. Right, right. It was it it was in many ways a step forward and a step back for representation in in mainstream tabletop role playing games. Yeah, the the content overall, I read a little bit deeper into Radiant Citadel after our recording and I I felt better about the book the more I read it, but also it's clearly designed towards a style of play that I don't typically do, which is you are going to pick up this book and then you are going to run this book as your campaign for however long. Mm-hmm. And that's that's never been how I've approached wizard printed material. I've always been like, what things are cool in here that I can steal for my own campaign works? Mm-hmm. It was there's nothing wrong with it. It just didn't really grab me. Um, I think, like I said, I think it's really good that they were making representational efforts on that, notwithstanding the numerous issues that they continue to have and seem to be unable to solve. Yeah. For our next episode on August 1st, we released our uh, Samsung podcasts app featured (laughs) <laughs> unpopular D&D opinions. Mm-hmm. A very SEO friendly title we happened upon for that episode. <laughs> With this, this released, um, I think the day we arrived at Queen City Anime Con this year. So as we were setting up our booth there, uh, I was looking at our podcast statistics and having a heart attack. <laughs> Because I was seeing thousands of downloads within the first couple of hours. It was was, ridiculous. It was a pretty ludicrous amount of downloads we got very, very quickly. And both of us were like, what's happening? What's going on? I don't understand. And then finally, we got onto a computer and looked at the Podbean statistics because we were like, where are all of these downloads coming from? And like 98% of them were from the Samsung Podcasts app. And we were like, oh, hello, new (laughs) listeners. So lovely to meet Um, you. So glad you're here. 
this is another episode where we were like, we don't have an idea for what to record this week. So a couple days ahead of time, Josh just put something in the Discord for like, hey, what's everybody's uh, unpopular D&D opinions? So then we read off people's unpopular D&D opinions, and then we had opinions on those opinions. Yeah, it's it ended up being one of our like spicier hot take kind of episodes, which I I honestly I enjoyed a lot. It was a ton of fun. If y'all want to mm -hmm. send us more uh, ludicrous things to put on our podcast for us to weigh in on, uh, I would love to hear them. Uh, then after that, we um, I remember about half of this episode where we talked about the Brave Little Toaster um, RPG that we got on uh, itch.io, uh, which seemed really, really fun, where you play as different home appliances. <laughs> and then we all, it's, it's, the episode's called Brave Little Toasters and TTRPG Explainers, uh, August 15th. Was, I think, the T, was the TTRPG Explainers one, like, based on some Reddit post? I think it was a Twitter thread where somebody was complaining about the concept of in the front part of an RPG book, it'll say, this is what an RPG is. And here's why that's important for what you're about to read. And somebody was like, is that necessary anymore? Is that helpful for anyone? And you and I ended up having a at length conversation about thing number one, kind of the best way we thought to handle those sorts of blurbs. And thing number two, why we felt like those sorts of blurbs are important in some kinds of books. That's right. And I think I ranted about something there too, but it was because I misunderstood the question or the statement. <laughs> so yes, it, I that, think it doesn't count. <laughs> I, I think you got into like a 20, like uh, not 20 minutes, but like a long, a long rant. And then I was like, well, this is what they're, what well, this is the thing. And then this and this and this, and you were like, Oh, 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 never mind. I, I declare this episode ineligible for the for the Jeeper. Based <laughs> on that. We then had Noah back, Noah Downs, mm. to talk not just about Forgotten Paths, uh, but to also talk about 1D&D and the 2023 D&D release schedule. Mm hmm. Yeah, and then he was like, you know what else is coming out in 2023? My Amnesia Campaign podcast, Forgotten <laughs> Paths, with seasons like three, four, and five. Download oh us on God. Spotify. <laughs> yeah, there was there was a lot of stuff we talked about. I feel like this was one of our longer episodes of the year because we were we weren't just like touching on each release briefly. We were speculating. We were talking in depth about our personal experiences with some of the previous stuff, given that Fandelver is coming back as a full on campaign as, instead of just kind of a starter kit style beginners yeah. area. And it's supposed to have a lot of like Elder God stuff in it, too, which just is really weird. Well, so they, they say cosmic horror elements. They're mm -hmm. not entirely clear about what that means. It does seem very Elder God likely. Yeah. And, then, and we also talked about uh, one D&D and what that meant. And part of, that's where we were sort of speculating a lot. Like, you know, the future of D&D is just iterative. And uh, I think ultimately, like the rest of the publishing industry, they're, they're going to be shifting toward a digital first and then books as luxury items publishing model. 
based on the success of this, the, the presumed success of it. I still think there's no way they move away from physical products. They make way too much money on those. And I, again, I, I will say now, sense. yeah, I will say now what I said then, like that's not, that wasn't my point that I think they're going to get away from that. I think they're just going to de-emphasize it much like newspapers now focus so much more or just news orgs in general focus so much more on their digital presence and legacy product exists as sort of uh, sauce for the goose rather than anything. We'll see. We'll see. The mm-hmm. following two episodes are uh, September 12th and 26th, respectively, and they are part one and two of our interview with G. Edward Patterson III, the master of grotesques. Mm-hmm. That was a fun and frustrating episode uh, because... He was having microphone problems the entire time. So he would just be talking and then all of a sudden we wouldn't be able to hear him. And then he would have to unplug his mic and then plug it back in before it started working again. So it was very much a spit and bail wire production, but it was fascinating to talk to him. Uh, It was absolutely fat. Obviously, we went, you know, two episodes with it. And we also got into talking about like, you know, offset printing and linotype machines and all kinds of weird stuff. It is easily one of our most tangential interviews we've ever done. Mm -hmm. But that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. I mean, that's very on brand for the show at large. Like G. Edward Patterson clearly could be a uh, additional host if we needed one. I almost feel like we have to make this eligible for a Jeepers Award since his initials are (laughs) G.E.P. Um. So you had mentioned earlier that we would talk about how he found us in the first place. So I will briefly mention that he messaged us on Twitter saying my ears are burning, which was a a beautifully fun way to address the fact that he had heard that we had recorded an episode on him. Uh, As it turns out, as we're interviewing him, the way he found out about this was that he had a little bit of writer's block and decided to spend a little bit of time self-googling and we came up uh, very high on that list <laughs> he did a vanity search at just the right time <laughs> that was that was just really funny um but he also he teased another thing that he was working on during this interview and we actually got a message from him the other day where he sent us a review copy of it so we'll be talking about that in the new year yeah that is uh it's currently available on drive through rpg uh, Brandon, I feel like I feel like I should say what it is right now, just so that if anybody wants to look at it before we get a chance to pull it up, that they can mm-hmm. go for it. That is the uh, oh god, where's where did I put it? I want to <laughs> get the name right. I don't want to have the name mess, messed up at all. It's, it's the it's the honest, honest and plain, plain village, village of Skio. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, if that's <laughs> if that's not synced up perfectly like it was in my ears just now uh then if you could just make sure that gets synced up perfectly there that'd be great uh okay so that was wonderful i enjoyed that a great deal but yeah if you want it that's worth. josh and i looked at it before we started recording because we had half an idea of recording two episodes tonight one of which where we review the honest and plain village of skio but there's so much it's so dense and it's so completionist that we're like, no, there's absolutely no way we can do this any justice. 
Uh, so I advise all of you to go to Drive Through RPG, search for the Honest and Plain Village of Skio, S C I O, and pick it up uh, on watermarked PDF for four ninety nine. Yeah, and you can find that if you if you don't find it that way, you can find it under the Skull as a Complete Gentleman, which is the name of his publishing company. Yes, precisely. And because so, of that, because of that, when you told me you when we started talking earlier tonight, you told me the name of the book that he had sent us. And then I forgot it immediately. And when I went to make notes, I wrote down the honest gentleman's village. <laughs> Perfect. Excellent. That's precisely what we're after. <laughs> um, I, go ahead. I have no idea what that search would bring up. The Honest Gentleman's Village on Drive-Thru RPG. But I can I can guarantee it's not related to G. Edward Patterson III, and it's not related to the book he just released. <laughs> All right, we're coming into the home stretch now. Um, on October 10th, we have the uh, Wizards of the Coast and TSR lawsuit and other news. And that was just a, it was a mishmash. We talked about Dan Rawson, the new SVP of Dungeons and Dragons in the Hasbro organization. We talked about how uh, Ernie Gygax's second TSR, like new TSR company is uh, like suing Wizards of the Coast over a bunch of nonsense. I'm not going to rehash it, but feel free to go listen to that episode or, or look up some news stories on it. It's just a but it's weird, uh, frivolous lawsuits from uh, somebody we don't need to be giving too much uh, air to. <laughs> I don't think. Yeah, it's it's two months ago now, and I still feel a little bit greasy from us reading some of the stuff from Star Frontiers, like Wild, wildly racist, wildly <laughs> racist. Um. But uh, and uh, on a lighter note, we also talked about the two tie-in novels for the new 2023 Dungeons and Dragons movie starring Chris Pine. Yeah. Yeah. So that moving, was nice. There was something else forward. we talked about that episode, too, and I can't remember what it was. Oh, gosh. I've, I've just been expanding the episode notes every time. I can't remember everything we talked about and mm -hmm. seeing what's in there. And this one does not. Uh, it doesn't give me as much detail as I was hoping for. I'm sorry. I'm a, I was probably really tired when I wrote those show notes. Um, next up, we have uh, on October 24th, as part, part of our Halloween stravaganza, uh, we have Tom Hanks versus Dungeons and Dragons, which is the ma the review of Mazes and Monsters, the 1982 television movie that he did during the Satanic Panic. Which ended up we started out talking about like, oh, we should just watch Mazes and Monsters and talk about it because what a goofy story. But the more we learned about Mazes and Monsters, the more we were like, we should really have a conversation about the satanic panic at large. And that's how we ended up having like a, a Halloween block of content. Yeah. And <laughs> we, we originally had to shift some stuff around because we were going to have uh, try to have all this stuff out before halloween or maybe even do like a special episode release on halloween because halloween was on a monday but it uh it wasn't one of our release weeks and then eventually we were like ah screw it we'll do one episode the week before halloween and one episode in november the week after halloween <laughs> look but, all i know for sure is that every time we've been like well what if we just did a release every week for the next three weeks we get to the end of all of the recording and planning and editing that's necessary. And we're like, why do we do this to ourselves? That's why? That's, an, 
that's another facet of when we go to a convention and we're like, well, we'll record some content there. It'll be like, it's a perfect <laughs> opportunity. And then every single time we're like, oh, I'm just, I'm too tired. We got to figure out something. We can't, re- we can't record this. I got to go to this concert tonight. It's really, it's like 10 o'clock, man. I'm exhausted. We got, I got to go to bed. <laughs> we just don't have time to do this. We have these grand dreams that we're going to be like some professional broadcasters and set up some microphones at our booth or something and just record or talk to people there. And it just never materializes because we're exhausted and we're there working too hard already. Always uh, so tired. Yeah. But anyway, Josh came over on a Saturday and we watched a free with ads uh, version of uh, Mazes and Monsters on YouTube. And it was ridiculous. I encourage anybody to watch it. It is. I mean, it's ridiculous. That's the most I can say about it. You should absolutely see it. It's some of Tom Hanks's best work. Um, Apollo 13, Forrest Gump, uh, Splash, forget about it. Watch Mazes and Monsters. Moving forward from that, on November 7th, we had The Satanic Panic, a responsible discussion where we not only uh, did some reading in advance, but also determined that The Satanic Panic is a lot more, like, depressing than I think either of us had anticipated when we started researching. Yeah, Uh, and we quickly realized we had to treat this in a responsible manner. Uh, hence the episode title. Uh, we got <laughs> we were we were excited enough about this that we like got books and read them so we could talk about this in a much more educated or informed way. Uh, I thought it was a really good episode. Um, I thought we sort of told a lot of the story in a very sort of objective, even-handed way, and uh, you know didn't demonize, no pun intended, anybody involved in it. Maybe maybe a little bit uh, the woman who kind of got the whole ball rolling, but. Yeah, but I think we also provided some context for sort of what might have been going on in her head during during all that. Yeah, I think that's fair. Yeah, and that's all that's all I mean by by just saying we didn't demonize. We tried to we, we tried to articulate thought processes and reasoning that we suspected might be the cause of something That's without, fair. Just, without yeah. just being like, this person was a dick. This person had no idea what they were doing and they were very mean about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, forward from that, November 21st, you won't believe this Dragon Queen's shadow. <laughs> Dragonlance 5 AD&D. Uh, talking about the upcoming release Shadow of the Dragon Queen with the board game Warriors of Kryn, which at the time I think was what, like three weeks from release, right? Right. And we couldn't find a ding dang thing about it anywhere because we're still not important enough for them to send review copies to. Um, I felt like we did the best we could with what we had on this one, but it was not our most shining moment. Uh, we're like, well, let's talk about this thing. Oh, hey, we can't find any information about it. Maybe we should talk about that. We can't find any information about it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, also like Dragonlance was never my favorite thing back, back in the day, back in like second edition times. I've read like one of the Dragonlance novels. It didn't really grab me. Um, meh, that's sort of how I feel about Dragonlance. Um, I'm sure there are tons of people who enjoy this. Uh, I'm just... I'm not excited about it. And I think that 
I think that was telegraphed in the conversation. So that's one of the reasons I'm, I'm not like super proud of that episode. <laughs> Uh, I was told in the Discord that I should read Dragons of Autumn Twilight as the Dragonlance book to determine whether or not I would try to get deep in the fandom. But a lot of people were simultaneously like, yes, this is the most Dragonlance book, but it is also not a extremely good book. Uh, and since you're yeah. encountering it above the age of 12, you may have a less than ideal experience with it. Yeah, I yeah, I think Lost Limey was the one who was who literally said like, "Well, it's not the best Dragonlance book, but it's the most <laughs> Dragonlance book." Exactly. Uh, yeah. So, I'm I'm excited to read that. I haven't picked up my copy yet. It's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. Uh -huh. uh, and then our final episode that is part of this review process is writing adventures on deadline and we recorded this mainly as a cathartic experience because i was coming up against a very aggressive deadline to get the adventure finished for our next live game at uh unplugged rva and uh you know we write all our own original content for these games or or we hire somebody to write original content for these games point being if you come to one of them you've uh you've never played the adventure before unless we specifically say that we're rerunning an old adventure. Um, but we will have written it regardless. Uh, and I was like, my job's really busy these days. And I was foolish enough to say like, no, we'll write a new adventure because we were getting back into running games after COVID and everything. Like, no, we really need to do this with a splash. Let's put that out there. And uh, I completely misjudged the amount of time I had available <laughs> to get something like this done. So instead of working on it, uh, I said, Josh, let's talk about it for an hour. <laughs> Well, as I recall, that was also an episode spawned out of we'd had a couple of episode ideas that we hadn't had time to get the material to execute on. And so we were like, well, we need to do something like we need to we need to sit down and talk about something. And you were like, well, between writing this frickin adventure I'm working on. And then we were both like, oh, ho, that's yeah. precisely what we should talk about. And that's what we call in the content game repurposing. <laughs> Um, so those, those are all our episodes from this year. Um, Josh, do you have any particular nominees for the, uh, inaugural 2022, uh, annual Jeepers Awards? I think, I think my nominees because of the, the sorts of content of ours that I enjoy the most, I think my nominees are our interview with Joe Donka. Mm -hmm. our interview with G. Edward Patterson III mm -hmm. and the episode where we talked about the push system by Cesar Capacle. Okay, we do have some overlap in our nominations here. I actually Excellent. have I actually have five that I put on here. Um, Ooh. Yes. Uh, I have the, in, the discussion about push, Cesar Capacle, Okay. Uh, I I have the Joe Donka interview. I have the G. Edward Patterson interview. I also have the unpopular D&D &D opinions episode because that is currently far and away our highest download count. <laughs> <laughs> so I put it on there for different reasons, but it's there. Uh, Fair. And then I also have Tom Hanks versus Dungeons and Dragons. Not because I think it's the best thing that we ever did, but it was so much fun just watching that 
dumb movie. <laughs> so I think so. I think in fairness to the process, uh, we should limit it down to the three episodes that we have that are perfectly overlapping. Right. And then we have sorry, to decide. Sorry, Tom. Sort of... H- sorry, Tom Hanks. Um, <laughs> you know, I just want to let you know that if you won, I was going to send you an antique typewriter because I know you collect those. Oh, my God. So I think between G. Edward Patterson's interview, Joe Donka's interview and Cesar Capacle's push, uh, we need we need to have some sort of meritocracy here where mm-hmm. one of one of these things wins out because we like it the most. Now, here's my suggestion. Go on. We we now both have the same three nominees. Yeah, I think we should we should both on our sheets of paper here write down in order which ones we think should win and we will we'll write them all down and we'll start with the top one and if we both agree on number one then that's the winner if we both agree on number two that's the winner if we both agree on number three then that's the winner um and then if we don't agree on any of them we eliminate one and keep going but how do we choose how to eliminate one maybe we rock paper scissor it i don't know um but let's (laughs) let's let's start by writing down our top three in order okay i can i can do that i can do that three hours later all right i'm ready all right josh what do you have for your number one entry on our Jeepers 2023 nominee list. I have for my number one entry our interview with G. Edward Patterson III. Okay. We are not aligned on that. Oh, no. (laughs) Um. (laughs) What do you you have as your number one entry? I have to know. I have the Joe Donka interview. Oh, of course. Of course. Because it was because it was part of a trilogy. We solved a mystery. We reached out to <laughs> we reached out to someone and as a consequence of that, he said that he started working on something again. I mean, that's that's absolutely fair. That's absolutely mm-hmm. fair. I think the reason I put G. Edward Patterson's interview above Joe Donka, which was not an easy decision, by the way, it was a very uh-huh. difficult decision to make. Joe Joe's uh, not gonna be a friend of the show anymore after you've disrespected him like this. <laughs> is because the G. Edward Patterson interview tangented so much and in so many weird and random places, talking about typing or uh, typesetting machines was Mm. the Russian arcade of that interview series. True. Before we had a Russian arcade (laughs) reference. Right. All right. What do you have for your second entry. Well, of course, for my second entry, I have the Joe Donka interview then. All right. We don't align. (laughs) (laughs) Which means we're not going to, we're not going to align on three. (laughs) (laughs) Is that because you have a push as your number two? Yes, because I, and the reason I have it as number two is because that was such a successful 
one-off where we were just like, hey, let's talk about this thing. And it was just sort of off the cuff. And we had a really good conversation exploring it. And it ended up being a pretty popular episode. Well, and it's something now that's got you writing something else. So right. I could I could see how that would have a little bit more uh, the personal feelings than some other things might. Which, of course, then I have Bush as my third, which means you have the G. Edward Patterson III interview as your third. So that is here's, that is correct. Josh, this, I, this award show is a disaster. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the judges should have consulted each other and figured this stuff out in advance. But you know what? That's that's how we do things around here on the Collins mm-hmm. and Growlers podcast. We play right. it by ear. Gosh, darn it. I right. have in that vein of thought, I have a suggestion. And if okay. we hate it, then uh, we'll have Scott bleep all of this out. And okay. It will never see the light of day. What if we each select our Jeepers Award winner for the year? And so both of our number ones are awarded. Uh huh. And then do we send Cesar a shirt that says he was a nominee? Yeah, we can. We can. <laughs> we can send him a shirt that says runner up. Substitute what? award winner. Joe gets a shirt that he says he's winner number one, and then uh, G. Edward gets a shirt that says he's winner number A. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, uh, so then we have the the co winners of the 2022 uh, Jeepers annual award. Friend of the show, Joe Donka, and uh, also friend of the show, G. Edward Patterson III. And the first runner-up is uh, Cesar Kapakle with uh, the push system. I like it. I like it. Okay. Scott, please put in some, uh, like, swelling uh, awards music uh, as we're talking about this. You know, we're very, we're very proud of all the nominees. Uh, for this prestigious award. Uh, we thank them for, for their time and their hard work uh, to get to this point. And uh, we're just happy we can recognize people for uh, all the all the hard work they do entertaining people with games. I'm so excited for Scott to start editing this episode and go, gosh, it's like an hour and 15 minutes long and they keep giving me production notes in the middle of it. <laughs> Tell you what, Scott is the second runner up to the 2022 <laughs> Jeepers Awards. Um, uh, I definitely I definitely I feel like uh, Scott is the uh, staff staff of the year on the Collins and Collins podcasts. <laughs> um, I like how we said we were going to try and make this episode a half hour to 45 minutes long. Well, in fairness, we probably shouldn't have talked about literally every episode then. <laughs> yeah, we should have just picked our nominees and then gone from there. <laughs> <laughs> we'll learn that for next year. We'll learn that for next year. Um, Maybe. Yeah. Uh, thank you, everybody, for joining us uh, for for this. Uh, what uh, we originally thought was going to be the penultimate episode, uh, but it is going to be the final episode uh, we record in 2022. Uh, and uh, thanks for listening to us talk about everything that we've done after you've already listened to it a number of times. Um, 
thanks to Joe Donka for putting up with us being invasive into his life. Uh, thanks for G. Edward Patterson for suffering through a bunch of microphone problems while we talked to him. <laughs> um, thanks to Cesar for, um, you know, being really receptive when we reached out to him in 2021 to talk and just being eager to talk about games. Uh, and, you know, he just keeps plugging away at really cool indie stuff and everybody should take a look at what he's got going on. It's pretty fantastic. Um, I've been really proud of what we've done this, what we've done this year. You know, we've been doing this for more than a year now. Um, it's really cool that we've been able to keep this going and we can't do that without folks who listen to it, who participate in the discord and everything like that. We get, you know, occasionally get some nice random emails from folks who've listened to it. It's fantastic. Um, we just want to continue growing. Uh, and you know, just having a good time talking about this. We're never going to get rich from doing this. We're never going to get famous from doing this. We just really enjoy having a platform and talking about games and discovering cool games and things like that. Um, so the most you, the most helpful any of you can be is to now, what can they do, Josh? What can they do to help us out the most? Real quick, before I get into that, I just want to say, I think that's the first time on the show we've ever had a random wholesome rant and I'm here for it. Excellent. I'm here for it. Excellent. Uh, but what people can do if they want to support the show is they can telephone, telegraph, tell a friend about the Goblins of Garlars podcast. Did I just say Garlars? Gar, 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 gar. Gar, gar, gar. I also want to put out. I also want to point out that Josh and I very early this evening agreed that we were not going to record video from this. And he he still put up the Chiron on StreamYard for, <laughs> for telephone, telegraph, tell a friend about the Goblins of Garlars podcast. It's instinct at this point. I can't help it. <laughs> um, uh, and you, can, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash goblinsgrowlers. You can join our Discord at bit.ly slash goblindiscord. Or, or you can reach out to me, Josh Maltby, at BlackBookDM on Twitter. Uh, you also can reach out to me uh, at Way of Brandalore on Twitter, as long as Twitter's still a thing. <laughs> provided that in the uh week or so it takes to get this produced and published the twitter hasn't finally finished burning out like a neutron star <laughs> um but it's time for uh it's time for us to log off and get ready to go to bed because we both have to work in the morning but uh thank you again everybody um uh joe uh every like uh edward we will reach out to you about shirt sizes. Um, Cesar, if you listen to this, um, we need to find your overseas address so we can send you something. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Joe, I promise I'm going to reach out to you. Uh, I'm, I, I'm just going to tell you that you should really listen to this episode and uh, you might get surprised at the end. <laughs> <laughs> mainly, mainly by Josh's betrayal. But... but you know, also, we need a shirt size. Uh, <laughs> um, unbelievable betrayal. <laughs> All right. Thanks, everybody. And we will talk to you again. Uh, we'll probably release some sort of short on the second. Um, that's not going to take a whole lot of effort to put together and release. Uh, and then we will talk to you again. What is two weeks after the second? Uh, 14 plus two. That's the 16th. We'll see you again for, for a full episode on the 16th of January in 2023. So. 
we will because uh, we're still going to record that short, but we'll record it in 2022, I guess. So maybe this is the penultimate recording that we're doing and not the ultimate one. But uh, we will see you again for brand new stuff in January of 2023. Everybody have a great holiday, no matter what you celebrate, where you celebrate, how you celebrate. Uh, just if nothing else, just enjoy a couple weeks of just re resting and relaxing and getting yourself reset from the year. Because I know we've all had a rough one, uh, especially like we, we've had a, several rough years in a row. So everybody just uh, chill out, try and relax. And we'll see you next year. Be kind to yourselves, y'all. Bye. like what you hear consider subscribing and giving us a review over on apple podcasts especially early in the feed subscriptions and reviews are super helpful for bringing new listeners our way thank you